What's going on, people? It's your boy Aaron. Bring about this lovely podcast of mine called Real Raw and Eccentric. Now, again, I'm the lovely host of this lovely podcast of mine. Um, we're not going to be here too long today on this episode because, um, yeah, I'm just trying to bring it back real quick. And we are going to just, I just want to touch on something like, of course, you know, the kind of sound around, but I just want to touch on something like, well, maybe it's a little heavy, but I figure as though I can talk about this subject by myself. Usually I will have a co-host with me or anything, but trust and believe that it's coming back soon with the videos, new YouTube channel coming up. Um, I'm building a website and trying to do everything, but let's get on topic. Now, I know it's been a while since I've been around, it's been pretty much a year since I last uploaded an episode, and that was episode 20, I believe. Um, and of course, you know, some people saying that during the pandemic and during the year that everybody was in the house, maybe I should have been doing more episodes of this. But the reason why I didn't do more episodes of this is because I like to be face to face with people. And I was not just going to have anybody just show up and come in the house with me. And since I live with my grandmother, that's not going to really happen. So I just stopped doing it. Um, but then I also started working more and you know, it was just, uh, I was just a little busy. So, I mean, it is what it is. It was a little busy, but I couldn't wait to try to bring this back. There's a lot of things been happening and there's a lot of things that... I want to touch, but I don't want to talk about one thing today. I want to talk about the racism in sports. Now, this week has been a lot. Mind you, this week, um, first week of June of 2021, a lot been going on, like, especially because it's NBA playoffs right now. Fans are going crazy, but Fans think they can say anything to NBA players and NBA players' families and or do anything, like throw things at people, try to spit on them. But no, they can't. And then when they get kicked out, arrested, banned, you know, people think it's too much. It's not too much because you're disrespecting another man, a grown man. And most of the time, the player that you're disrespecting is an African-American man. And it's usually a white male trying to insert his dominance, even though this guy that you're trying to disrespect and say everything to, or his family, one, is rich, make millions of dollars. And two, he's not going to really, he's not going to know you. He's not going to really care about what you say. And so now you're on your life for a man that will never, ever see you again. So why do that? Because people think they can. And granted, I am happy that all these arenas are actually like enforcing a rule. Like, if you do this, do that, you're going to be banned. Like, the person that threw a bottle at, um, who was it? He threw the bottle at Kyrie, was it? Yeah, he threw the bottle at Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And he got charged with felony assault. Of course, the bow didn't hit him, but yet he was still charged with a felony assault and banned from the arena. A fan dumped popcorn on, on Russell Westbrook 
also got charged, banned from the arena. A fan tried to spit on Trey Young. Got banned from the arena. Now he's when he's tried to spit on Trey Young, he almost spit on Fifty Cent, and that's one man you don't want to mess with. But let's really get into it. Like, why is it that they really think they can do this? Only reason they truly think they can get away with this because they've been getting away with it for years. And when people's been getting away with something for years, of course, every generation is going to keep thinking they can get away with it with no repercussions. Now, we got to keep the repercussions and not just give them a slap on the wrist. And maybe people won't do this anymore. Make you got to make the game safe for the players. You got to make the game do like you got to make them feel safe. And of course, you know, the players want fans there because fans play great, pay their money to see them. That's part of their salary. But if the fans keep disrespecting the players like this or causing harm to the players, we might not be able to show up for a game anymore. It's like it's already social distance. We've been in the house for a year. We finally get to go to live games, and fans want to do this. Like, come on now. Let's think about it. That's just a short rant about that. I wish, again, soon I'm going to have more people on here. Right now, this is me ranting. This is bring the episode back real quick. Just to let the people know I'm still around. But one question I do want to ask, like all the listeners that's going to listen, um, feel free to reach out to me if y'all listen to this. Um, of course, social media, Facebook, Real Raw and Eccentric, um, Instagram, The Abyss Theory, and Instagram at Real Raw and Eccentric. But um, the question I have to ask is why aren't black athletes treated with the same respect as white athletes? You don't see nobody spitting on them. You don't see nobody coming at them any type of way. And if a white athlete wanted to do something crazy, they were like, oh, he's just being him. He's just having fun. Ha, ha, ha. Black athlete go out there to the club, get into a fight or anything. Oh, he's a thug. Look at this nigga. All that, you know, just coming at people. But why is that? Why do us as a society accept that? If you think about it, we've been accepting it for years. We've been accepting it since, I don't know, since the 1800s when slavery was around. You know, like how the NFL has a rule. I know this is me ranting, but the NFL has a rule that every team got to at least interview one black person. But why? Why is that in the rules? Because I know because teams don't want to hire black people. They don't want black people in a position of power. They really don't want black people making all this money. But yet we are their entertainment. So it's like uh, Catch-22. Like, what you going to do? You really don't want black people out there making all this money. And But at the same time, you got to pay them because you watching it and bringing millions and millions of dollars. But at the same time, do we really have respect? them as people as of course you know they they should because if it was a white athlete let's hold on, let me rewind real quick now it's not really a lot of white popular sports stars 
but yet you see Tom Brady acting a fool when he won the Super Bowl this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, throwing the Lombardi across the river to the next boat and stuff like that. And everybody was like, oh, he's just having fun. Like when he came out off the boat drunk out of his mind, oh, he's just having fun. But yet, if it was a black athlete that did that, they won the championship. He'd throw a trophy across the boat and have the other player catch it. And he'd be drunk out of his mind. Oh, oh, that's ridiculous. He need to know better. He'd be trying to set the example. Like, no, he's a grown man. Like, he needs to do better. But why say that about the black athlete? Why are, I mean, of course, you know, mind us being on a higher pedestal, but why we get ridiculed by every little thing that we do. And it's starting to get ridiculous. Like, for another example, especially because this is, like, coming at, this is how people are coming at our black women. And, like, Simone Biles. She is one of the top. No? Scratch it. She is the top gymnast in the world right now, a black woman, and she's attempting all these moves because she knows nobody else but her can do it. Wouldn't you applaud that? I know I would. Like, oh my God, look at look at what she's doing. She's taking the sport to another level. She's she's showing what women can accomplish in this sport. Not only am like. She's doing a move that only a man did. And they saying other women can never do it. And she did it. But yet, instead of praise her, they, they pretty much, how can I say this? Instead of praising her, they pretty much like brought, tried to bring her down. Like, they really said that you can't do this. Now you're making the sport more difficult for other girls to, other girls and other women to do. And then now they're going to try all these tricks that you are trying and knowing they can't do that. Well, who fault is that that they can't do it and she can tell them to get better? Because at the end of the day, she's going to do her. She's doing these because she can do it. She's practicing these. I mean, her body is winning. Like, come on now. Like, like one person made the point in saying that Michael Phelps was pretty much built to swim. Like, his body, how he was born, his genetics, he was built to be a swimmer. He became an Olympic gold medalist swimmer. And everybody was praising Michael Phelps, a man, a white man. But at the same time, based off genetics, how Serena Williams, the best tennis player in the world at the time, was always ridiculed like she looked too much like a man. She's powerful. Maybe we should test her for steroids and all that. But no, that's just her genetics. She was strong. She trained every day. She practiced. She was about that life. It's not her fault that she was better than everybody else, and that's how she was born. Like, white people get put in a position automatically based off their skin tone to be better than everybody else, and that's how they was born. Some people take advantage of it. Some people don't. I applaud 
those people that don't and knowing they can, but they want to have a fair, give everybody a fair chance. But it's your gift in sports. Just like how this week, how Naomi Osaka, hopefully I said her name wrong, she didn't do an interview for the French Open. She was fined $15,000 for not talking to the media, even though she let them know a week ahead of time she's not talking to the media based off her mental health. She did not want to talk to the media because she get anxiety attacks. We're doing that. She's the introvert. And I mean, it's always been obvious when you talk to her. Well, not when you talk to her, because of course I never talked to her, but it's always obvious when you see her in an interview when she went, she was like, I want to thank you. She looks nervous. She don't look comfortable, but she's doing it because that's part of her job. And she finally wanted to step back real quick. You know, okay, I don't want to do this. It's weighing a toll on me mentally. Let me take a step back. And probably would have just been for this tournament. And maybe the next tournament, she would have been back talking to people. But she just wanted time for her. Like, she wanted to just focus on tennis and not that. And so she can get her anxiety right. Because anxiety, anxiety can cause depression and all that. And no, they didn't take that seriously. They wanted to ban her from the Grand Slams just for this incident. Mind you, she's a black Japanese woman. So, so somebody race, but if a white one would have came out there, like let's say a Maria Sharapova or something, would have came out there like, I don't want to talk to the media because of my mental health, she would have got applauded and not fine. So after Naomi withdrew from the French Open and explained to her, like explained to everybody her reason why she withdrew, that's when she was praised for it. And she forced their hand because if they were to say, oh, no, we don't care about your mental health. What is going to happen with their money, their brand? Cancel culture will come back. Of course, you know, nobody really likes cancel culture, but cancel culture would have been that would have been a perfect thing to do is cancel them because you're not respecting a black woman's mental health. You're not respecting one of your top players in the game who's going to bring all this money to you, whether she's talking to the media or not. If she's out there playing, people are watching. She's not respecting her mental health. And it's a shame. Like, it really is a shame because mental if she is go out there and depressed and she's going to play like she's depressed, she nobody going to want to watch that. Everybody respects her game because she plays at a high level no matter what the cost. But she wanted to take care of her mental but still give the fans what they want, and that's to see her play. We don't ask for her to talk. We don't need for her to talk. We know what she's about. Hell, the whole 2020, she out there winning tournaments, and she's also putting herself out there by putting names of all the black people that were slain by police and other type of violence, racial-related violence, she was repping them every match. And she would talk about them. But you know how nervous she looked? Nobody gives her credit for that because she looked extremely nervous and it was crazy. But, like I said, 
nobody's respecting the mental health. You know, everybody's saying mental health is important. We need to have mental awareness, be more aware about what's going on. But she was a white woman. Like, oh my gosh, she's so brave. She's standing up for her mental health. Mind you, like I said, she said this a week before she even decided to not jump, like not do interviews. She said this a week before. But, of course, you know, nobody didn't bat her eye until she actually did it. But she was white. And I'm like, I stand with you. We understand. All that. But let's be real. By her being black, she wasn't. They wasn't gonna do that. But why can't we be treated the same way? Like, really? Why can't we be treated that way? Like how I brought up Simone Biles. She's doing the most amazing stuff in gymnastics history, and she's getting ridiculed for it. She should be getting praise. Naomi, she's doing the most amazing stuff. She's 23 years old. She's a Japanese, African-American. Well, she's not even African-American, but she's a Japanese woman. mixed, And she's a black woman. And she's the number two tennis player in the world. Honestly, she should should be number one. But, I mean, let's... I'm not going to really comment that, but she should be number one. Who, who can really beat her? She don't lose. She want to take a mental health break on taking, like, on talking to the media, and y'all get mad at that. And granted, fifteen thousand dollars, y'all find a day ain't nothing, but it's the principal. And then y'all want to ban her from the Grand Slams because of one, and like one press conference she missed. So now she dropped out the whole thing, and now y'all gonna lose money because y'all acted up. Let her take care of her mental health. Now, maybe she don't come back for the next event, which is the Wimbledon. Y'all losing money now. Maybe she come back for the U.S. Open, but who knows? She might not even come back for that. She might be done for the year because y'all want to act up. Now y'all lost money. And the fans, the true fans that love to see her play, can't see her play. Because y'all act up. I'm just saying. So, like, I'm not going to pretty much stay on this. I'm going to end this soon, but black people are not treated with the same respect as white people because at the end of the day, black people are still looked at slaves as slaves. Like, we are still looked that way. Like, white people, certain white people still look at us that way. And that's not going to change until we come together and, and we keep fighting each other. We're never going to come together. We got to stand together. We got to be together. Like, they have whole organizations that still, like, whole organizations that's supposedly for black people that black people don't even trust because there's always rumors out there that, oh, this person's stealing that money. Oh, this person's stealing that money. But sometimes that's not the case. So can you imagine... Like, if, for, can you imagine if more black people, more black professional athletes and all that came together, like how some of the, I don't know the names on the top of my head, but, you know, one of the top high school recruit, recruits, excuse me, went 
to an HBCU just to bring people there. Like, like the top schools wanted him, but where did he go? He went to an HBCU to represent. And now he's declaring for the draft. And of course, he's declaring for the draft from an HBCU. He's not going to be one of the lottery picks because nobody's seen him play because he went to an HBCU. But if he goes out there and kill, like not, no, 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 not literally kill, but go out there and like just dominate the game in the NBA from him coming from HBCU, people want to look at and like, okay, so where is, are we, have we been missing this talent for years because it's pretty much all blacks? Which, of course, HBCUs are not all blacks, but it's, you know, it's catered to black people. But the Power Five schools are catered to white people. White people can afford them. With or without scholarships, white people can, can afford them. Is this, we just all need that same respect. But I'm going to end this. It feels good to be back on that episode of this podcast. Um, appreciate all y'all that will listen. I mean, it's a short episode. More content coming soon. And much love to all of y'all.